Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick. It's your girl, your host, Amanda, and we are back with another episode, another Thursday. I can't be the only one that looks forward to Thursdays nowadays, but I am so ready for Thursdays to drop these episodes and to just listen to them again. But yeah, so how are all of you doing? Um, I've been doing well. We are still in the month of March, so that means we are highlighting amazing women in the Bible and their stories. Um, today, I don't really have much to like banter about before I get into the episode. I know like sometimes I'm just like chatting, which I'm about to actually start doing now. So let me stop. Um, I'm going to get right into the episode for today. Oh, and one thing I want to remind you guys is all the women that I picked for the month of March, they are not your most popular women. You may know them already, which is perfectly okay. But um, the reason I picked them is just because their stories are not that popular. And their their stories are also not that long. They don't have whole books. Some of them only have maybe a couple of verses. But I still found that from those verses, there was still so much that we can learn. So that's the idea behind why I picked these women. So don't be expecting like, you know, your your normal Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus type women. But um, not to say, I mean, obviously their stories are amazing too, but let's just highlight the, the people that we are not really talking about, right? So today I picked a story about a lady named Lydia. Um, Lydia is, her story is found in Acts of the Apostle, Acts of the Apostles, starting from verse 16. So today what I'm going to do is since her, since her story is really short, I'm just going to read it and then we can like break it all the way down, okay? So um, before I actually start reading it, I just want to kind of give you guys a backstory in case you haven't read this of what's going on. So before we are introduced to Lydia, Paul is beginning his second missionary journey. And basically what was happening is Paul, um, what was happening is Paul was trying to get to Asia, right? He meets Timothy here. Timothy, as we all know, is, I guess, how can I say this in layman's terms? He's like his He's mentee, right? Paul would be, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Paul would be Timothy's mentor. So that's who Timothy is. And Timothy is coming along with him um, on this missionary journey, along with some other men. I believe Luke was there and Silas. So that's what's happening. So I'm just going to start reading from verse six. So it's Acts of the Apostle, chapter 16, verse six. It goes next. Oh, and another thing. I just want to give you guys a disclaimer. Half of the cities in towns or whatever it is, I can't pronounce half of them. So what I would suggest is that you open up your Bible and you read it yourself because Lord knows I'm going to butcher some of these names. But I am reading from the New Living Translation. So in case you are in a place where you can read along. So it goes starting from verse six. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Figria and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went on through Mysia to the seaport of Thras. 
<laughs> Listen, I'm trying my best. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there, pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that Jesus, well, not Jesus, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. <laughs> So here is where we're about to be introduced to our Auntie Lydia. So it goes, we boarded a boat to Thras and sailed straight across to the island of Samothrace. <laughs> you guys are going to read this and be like, it does not say that. Like literally, I don't know how to pronounce these names. Anyways, it goes, and the next day we landed at Neapolis. From there, we reached Philippi, a major city of that district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. And we stayed there several days. So verse 13 goes on to say, On the Sabbath, we went a little way outside the city to a riverbank where we thought people would be meeting for prayer, and we sat down to speak with some women who had gathered there. Here's Auntie Lydia. One of them was Lydia from Thyatira. Thyatira. Anyway, <laughs> a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshipped God. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying. She and her household were baptized and she asked us to be her guest. If you agree that I am a true believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my home. And she urged us until we agreed. So as you can see, that is only about three or four verses and boom, her story is already done. But we're about to unpack it. Like, literally, we're about to unpack it. So, um, so yeah. So, let's get into it. So, the first thing that we can actually know about Lydia is that she honors the Sabbath day. Um, and that's really all I'm going to say about that. On verse 13, it says, on the Sabbath, we went a little way outside the city to a riverbank. So, basically, what was happening is that Paul, Timothy, and whoever else was on this missionary trip, they were in a new town. And what they were doing is they were basically looking for a gathering of believers. Um, that's just like if you go to a new state or you're visiting and you want to visit a new church, basically. So that's what they were doing. And that's where they came into this group of women. So, yes, she honored the Sabbath day. But one of the most important parts is that she stayed in communion with other women. It goes, we sat down to speak with some woman who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia. I think that this is very important because a lot of us women, um, we have the mindset of, oh, I don't want to have a lot of female friends. Females are petty. Females are catty. I'd rather have male friends and things like that. That may be true, but we cannot deny how important it is to have female friends. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be friends with every female in the world. No, but I do believe you should have female friends that you literally can just call and be like, sis, can you pray for me? Or like, sis, can you just help me out with this? Or can you give me some advice? Like, I don't really think that all your friends should be men if you're a woman. And same for men. If you're... um. If only you have friends that are women, it's like, come on. And I'm I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but it's a weird thing to me. It's like, you can't get along with no females, like not one. That's weird. But hey, everyone does go through things, so I'm not insensitive to that. But I would, if you are in that situation and you feel like you don't have any female friends, that's something I would definitely pray about. 
Um, there was a period of in my life where I was praying for friends that are specifically that were specifically believers, right? So, and I think God did begin to bring some people into my life. So maybe if you just pray like, hey, you know, I really want more female friends, female friends that are genuine, you know, honest believers um, that won't judge me for what I've been through. I do believe that God will will definitely open that door for you just because you really do need them. Like we can't, we can't isolate ourselves from our own kind. Like most women are going through the same things that we're going through. And a man cannot relate to, a man can, so don't get me wrong. A man can give you good advice when it comes to like relationships. I feel like you can get better advice from another man because they can tell you what men are thinking. But when it comes to someone to relate with, you need a woman. You need a woman, right? A man cannot relate with you. He doesn't know what period pain feels like. He's just going to be like, oh, why don't you just drink some soda or something like, you know, so you need female friends. So let me not even keep going in on that. But yeah, so we can see from Lydia that she was in communion with other women. Important. Um, so then it goes on to say, one of them was Lydia from Thyathera, a merchant of expensive purple cloth. Now, of course, our Auntie Lydia was a businesswoman. I'm calling her Auntie. She probably she's probably my age. Like I don't even know, but um, she's an Auntie now because she's older than me now by thousands of years. But um, no, about two thousand. But anyway, um, she was a businesswoman. Y'all know how I feel about this. Um, I'm not saying that you have to own your own business, but of course, going back to things that we always talk about at least be able to take care of yourself, right? Um, if nothing else, if nothing else, at least be able to take care of yourself. It's so important as a man or a woman to just be able to take care of yourself financially is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about going to the gym right now. I'm literally talking about finances. Um, you should be able to support yourself. So as we can see, she has started a business for herself. She's selling, it says a merchant of expensive purple cloth. So we can see our sis was out here, like she's selling designer. You know what I mean? Like she's making money, right? So that's the second thing that we can take from her. Establish yourself where you're able to take care of yourself and build a life for yourself with or without a partner, with or without parents, with or without anything. Um, just be able to do that. I think it's important. Okay, so let's keep going. It says, as she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying. So this is an interesting part. Um, and when I read it, at first I didn't understand it because I was like, wasn't she already a Christian? Like, you know, like, what is she, how is she just giving her life to Christ? But what I realized is she was most likely a Jew. Um, so she did not believe in Jesus Christ at that point. She was a believer. She was religious, but she was not a born again. So I think it's important because Lydia's heart was open. She was ready to listen and she was ready to learn. It says that as she listened to us, most of us, myself included, are not great listeners. Um, there are certain times I hear sermons and at that time it hits me like it's like, wow, that was good. But there are other times where sometimes I go to church and I'm just like and I leave and I literally can't even tell you. Like I can be like, oh, that was a good sermon. But what did I really learn? You know, so from her, I was able just to learn how to be a good listener. This opportunity that Lydia got was like, I don't want to say this, 
but it's probably once in a lifetime for her because you have to think about it. Number one, God directed Paul back to where Lydia was twice. Paul was trying to leave. He was trying to get to Asia. You have to think about it. So God knew the importance of Lydia giving her life to Christ at that exact moment, because if she would have missed this opportunity, where else would she have been able to hear the word of God in this way? You know, like we don't, I, like we can't really say maybe the opportunity would have come again, but we don't know. If Paul would have made it to Asia, they may have never crossed paths. And if they didn't, we'll see the impact that would have had as we keep going, because I'm going to go a little bit further. So it just shows the importance of having your heart open and ready to just receive the word of God. Sometimes some of us are looking for a message in some miraculous way, and it's not always going to come, you know, on a cloud. It's sometimes just going to be when you least expect it, right? Like, Lydia was minding her business, gathered with her girls. She could have easily brushed them off. Like, who are these guys? What, you know, we're not trying to buy anything you're selling, fellas. Like, please go that way. But no, she opened her heart. She opened her mind and she listened. So that was really important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you have to listen to every, you know, idea that is presented to you because we know some of them are not true. But with discernment, I believe that you can listen to the ones that will actually edify your spirit and your soul. So that's good. It goes, she accepted what Paul was saying, and she and her household were baptized. So as we can see, our sister's not playing. So it says her household. We don't know if she was married. We don't know if she has kids. We don't really know what her household was. But what we do know is she didn't waste any time in sharing the word of God right? It was like, if I'm getting baptized, you guys are all getting baptized because I know the importance of the truth I just heard. And what kind of family member would I be if I didn't share it with y'all? You know, I know some of us, we have family members that are not saved, myself included. But with that being said, there's nothing stopping from you. There's nothing stopping you from interceding on their behalf. Like you can lift up their name in prayer on a daily basis, right? They can't stop you from doing that. No one can tell you, oh, don't pray. Don't pray for me. Like, no, you can pray, right? You can lift them up. That's something that I'm doing in my life. You know, sometimes I'm not going to sit here and say I do it every day. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes it's not as heavy on my heart as it is. But, you know, that specific person, I'm lifting up their name in prayer because I'm like, nah, I'm not going to have something good and keep it away from some from someone that I love, right? If I claim that I love you and it's like, I have this, why wouldn't I share it with you? So that's what I learned from Lydia, like her and her household. It doesn't even say that her household was there when Paul was preaching, not you know, speaking with her. But we can assume that Lydia was like, wait, y'all, y'all got to baptize the whole squad before y'all leave. So that was dope. So another major thing that we can learn from her, and this for me was the biggest takeaway. And I guess it's because it's something that I'm still like, ah, I'm trying to you know, trying to break through is that also in verse 15, it says, and she asks us to be her guest. If you agree that I am a true believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my home. And she urged us until we agreed. So this is the last verse that Lydia is mentioned. But as we can see is that she is hospitable. You know, opening up your home to another person I do believe that puts you at a very vulnerable state, right? Because your home is everything. 
When you're out in public, you can present yourself in any way that you want to be. But when someone is coming into your house, there's no hiding. You know, you're not going to sit here and, you know, redecorate your house real quick before someone comes over. No, however you're living is how that person is going to see you. Whatever, you know, deep, dark secrets, whatever it is, you know, that person does have an opportunity to now see that, especially when they stay with you. It's a different story when they just come and visit for, you know, maybe one or two hours. But when they stay with you, it's like they're in rooms, they're in the bathroom, they're in the kitchen, they're all over the place. So for me, when I found out that she let them come into her house, mind you, she does not know these men. The Bible does not tell us that she had a previous encounter with them, but she's going based off what she was able to get from this man. Her life is now forever changed. And for her, it's like, if is there, if there's any way that I can repay you, I'm willing to do it, right? She may not have had the money to support them. We don't know. But she gave them what she had. And these men, they're on a journey. So I'm sure if they... I'm sure that they are grateful to have a decent place to be able to rest their heads. So that must have meant a lot to them. Um, and, you know, men can eat. So I'm sure she had to provide more food, whatever it may have been. You have to take all of that into consideration. So it's just like, wow, like that's really big of her to be able to open up her home, open up her house, open up her most vulnerable state to people that she doesn't even know. So those are like the little points that I was able to gather from this story. Um, one thing I do want to point out, though, is Lydia is the first recorded convert to Christianity in the Bible. So I'm not saying that she was the first person to um, convert to Christianity, but she is the first recorded person. I think it's so dope that it was a woman that is the first recorded, right? You know that there are places in the Bible that, although they were written by our brother Paul, you know, it does say that women should be quiet in the church and women shouldn't do this and that. So in my mind, it's like, wow. But yet the first woman was the first convert was a woman like, hello, like that's dope. And then another thing that we want to take away from Lydia is um, a lot of Bible scholars. There's a there's actually a scripture in the Bible is Revelations 2.18. And it's the message to the church in Thyatira. That is where Lydia is originally from, and it states that here also. A lot of Bible scholars actually believe that Lydia was the one that started the first church back in her hometown, because um, you have to think about it. She was the first one there that was converted into Christianity. So although the Bible doesn't actually state that, Bible scholars do assume that. And I just think that's dope because it's like, hey... You know, and that's why it's so important that she was able to get that message because she got that message. She was also able to share it. So we already know that she's not stingy with the word of God. She's trying to share it with as many people as she can. And I aspire to be like that. I'm not going to sit here and say that I really be out here sharing God's word as much as I can. Um, there are people I meet on a daily basis that I don't even know if they're a Christian. These conversations never come up. But I do want to challenge myself to be able to just talk about God more um, and not in, I don't know how to say this to not sound like crazy, but not in a weird way, right? Like, I just want it to be genuine. Like, I want people to see me, you know, like, okay, like, you know, she's about her God, right? And I was like, who is this God? You know, I want them to be curious. Like, she acts a little bit different, but it's still cool. Like, I want to know a little bit more, right? So I aspire to be a woman that save souls for the kingdom like who doesn't want to be able to save souls who doesn't want to be in heaven like hey girl like 
hey, so happy to see you here. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like on a serious note, I really just want to be a woman of God that shares the word of God with whoever I can, whenever I can in a genuine and loving way. So that's what I gathered from Lydia. I would definitely always encourage you guys to go back and read it. Maybe you may um, pick some other things from it that I didn't today. And also just to get into it yourselves, right? Because like I said, I messed up a lot of the words, but I told y'all already, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. So (laughs) just work with me. Just work with me. But yeah, so let me wrap it up before I start going off on my tangents. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you were able to learn one or two things at least. And if not, I hope you just uh, maybe are just a faithful listener and you'll listen to anything. (laughs) So um, shout out to everybody that's always tuned in. I really do appreciate it. No matter how much I joke, I don't take it for granted. I really do just appreciate all the support I've been getting. And in the meantime, make sure you tune into Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram because I am posting daily praise and worship songs. And the main reason for doing that, honestly, is just for your own entertainment. Y'all may probably know all those songs already, but I don't know. Sometimes songs come up and it's like, oh, wow, I forgot about that song. So that's there's really no other reason behind it. So tune into Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram or send an email to Confessions of a Christian Chick at gmail.com. And before I end, the reason I say that you can send an email is because... um. Sometimes I know people don't want to DM because I'll be able to see who you are. But sometimes, like, let's say you agree or you disagree or you have your own insight that you want to share, but you don't feel like like talking about it through the DMs. That's the only reason I say you can send an email. So I have had some people email me, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, so feel free to send an email or follow on Instagram and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye.